It is time for Around the 412 with Smitty and Tyler. Welcome back to another episode of Around the 412. I am Tyler. With me, as always, is my co-host, Smitty. Go follow us on all of our social medias at Around the 412. And whether you're listening on a podcast platform or if you're watching over on YouTube, go check out the description. We've got a Facebook link for everything custom designs. Um, If you're listening late in the Steelers episode, I found out that Haley Wagner, our friend, is doing some uh, customized St. Patrick's clothing. But she does all sorts of customized clothing. You get her hat or not, not hats. Jeez, keep messing that up sometimes. Um, but you can't get hats, but you can get shirts, hoodies. Um, I know she does she does occasionally some like odds and ends stuff. Like at Christmas, she did uh a, a, like a Santa sack sort of deal, and uh she she can do like an apron and stuff like that. But go check that out. We got a Facebook link down there. Um hit her up for some customized clothing. This is the around the 412 penguin show. The penguins, as always, as they've done so many times this season kind of feel like they're just still in limbo. They bring us pain. They bring us some joy by beating the Flyers 7-6. to six. I, where, where are we at right now with, with the Pittsburgh Penguins? They bring us joy, and even when they do that, there's still pain because Brian Russ now out week <laughs> to week. Man, I mean, like, the good news is about this is clearly the Penguins have the lineup depth to be able to withstand a Brian Rust injury. There's so many guys on the lineup that have been producing this entire season that will be able to step up with Brian Rust being out of the lineup. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with that. You know, I, I feel like uh, if they just if they just get, give Harkins a chance on that top line, yeah. I feel like they're going to figure it out. Definitely the guy that I think deserves a crack, yeah. I mean, with I, the way that he's produced this year, he's definitely bound to score one goal playing with Sidney Crosby, I think. I mean, yeah, but so would you and I, I, I feel like. All we have to do yeah. is stand there and it bounce off our stick. Uh, no, But all jokes aside, yeah. That's, it's it's pain. Yeah, I agree. It's pain. And, 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 you know, they score seven goals. You mentioned give up six. In a game where, like, Jari probably should have given up two. Like, Tristan Jari has his worst game uh, the day that they actually finally decided to give him some support. So... Uh, just again, they haven't been able to click on all cylinders. It's insane to me um, where they're at right now. And it's going to be even harder again without Brian Rust, man. You talked about they got Vancouver the night of recording this go to Seattle. Like it's not going to, and then pretty soon they're going to be having these four point games. We've been talking about due to that stretch where they're playing a lot of divisional opponents and the teams are chasing the wild card. It, tough road ahead for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And, uh, Wanted to give a shout out to our guy, John Dorman. Uh, he asked us a Penn's question, which we decided we're just going to turn that into the entire episode, basically, what yeah. he asked us, or a variation of what he asked us. So his actual question was, depending on how the week goes, who all would you trade keep? We'll do you one better. We're going to go through the entire Penguins roster and put them into a category on if we would trade or keep them. Uh, and it doesn't even matter what they do this week kind of does because if they sweep the week or get swept this week that might change the way that we talked about this but either way this is how we want to do it just thought it'd be more fun to play a game like this so i got the roster pulled up we should go in alphabetical order the way that they have it on here and we will say uh untouchable almost untouchable put them on the trade block would but can't trade and does it really matter which is my favorite category that we can put them into so let's go Nolachari. 
I'm trade. I would say, I, if you can trade him, sure. Like he's on a three-year deal, makes more than he probably should as a fourth liner. I'd put him on the trade block. I don't think I'd put him on the trade block trade too. I was I was debating yeah. on whether I'd put him between trade block or doesn't really matter. Oh, <laughs> really? Wood. Okay, I thought you'd say wood but can't. Uh, well, yeah, wood but can't. I guess there's not really many, many people that are going to look at the, him as a desirable asset. So I guess that would probably fit better. Yeah. Um, what's funny is but, the Penguins splits with and without him. Like he, what is he? The the TJ Watt of the team. Like if you look at what they is their record. With and without, you would think this is like a super impactful player for them, but the numbers say otherwise. Not even just like the the surface level stuff, like the analytics. It's not like he's like some defensive dynamo that's killing a bunch of penalties, like great in his own end. Like that hasn't been there, so I don't know what the reason is. It's just odd that that's it's just very underwhelming. So, yeah, um, I mean, I we got to bring him up because he's on the roster, but just got here. I don't think they're gonna trade him immediately after trading for him. But Emil Bemstrom. Uh, I mean, I, I would say almost untouchable. untouchable. <laughs> <laughs> almost untouchable because I guess he's not technically untouchable, but you just got him. So, yeah. Hey, he scored a goal right away. So, and I think that, you know, you look at what he did in Columbus and uh, Danny, you know, a guy that came from Columbus covering our friend Danny Shirey, Talk to some people there and they're like, yeah, there's, I think there's something there. You know, he's still just 24 years old. I think he'll be better than what we've gotten in the bottom six this year, even though that's not saying very much. So yeah. yeah. Uh, should, I mean, Jeff Carter's the next on the list, but like <laughs> would, but can't. Yeah. I, I, I mean, Is that why you put that cat, this category on here? I guess. Yeah. Would, but can't. Well, I think there's a couple players that could fit into that category. Um, but yeah, Jeff Carter definitely number one. He's he's the poster child of would but can't. I mean, you can ask our friend Taylor Haas about uh, <laughs> Jeff Carter and whether he could be traded, whether he could be uh, sent down. Sent she's she's had to deal with those questions for well over a year, and yeah. the answer is the same. And it eventually just turned into gifts or gift responses of her being frustrated. Um, but yeah, definitely a, a would, but can't, but also he's a free agent at the, at the end of the year. So it's also, also kind of fits in the category of, um, does it really matter? Because at the end of the year, he's gone. Sure. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sidney Crosby. Uh, does it really matter? Does it really <laughs> matter? Uh, this is a clear, clear case of untouchable. Yeah. Uh, obviously. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That one's uh, super easy and quick. Lars Eller is the next one. Uh, trade block. I, I think if, yeah. you, if you can get any any sort of value out of mm-hmm. him. I think and, he's been good. Like, it's unfortunate that the Penguins haven't been better because I think he's been pretty good. Yeah, I, I think that if you look at, and maybe this is a wrong take, but if you look at outside of um, some of the odds and ends guys whenever we had like, Evan Rodriguez playing third line center, and whenever we had um, who's who's the guy that went to Minnesota? Um, Fred Freddie Gaudreau. Oh no, Freddie Gaudreau playing third line center. If you look at everybody between Benino to Lars Eller, I've, I don't think it's that out, outlandish to say that Lars Eller has been the third best third line center we've had since Benino, and that's that's in part because of how bad our third line centers have Is, been since then. Are you putting Jared McCann in there? 
I know that he's played more. He played played more wing than center in terms of games here. That's the thing. I I feel like there was a couple tweeners that I wouldn't really count. I'm 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 more or less looking at the guys that were playing that that role full time. Um, but but yeah, I I would trade him. Has has ten goals this year. I think that if you told me before the season, like I think if we were given predictions, we'd say he probably is going to score ten to twelve. He already has ten. So yeah, I think that uh, that's good. I think that his value at least for being on the penguins is probably at an all-time high. So, I if you can, I would um so I I'd put him on the trade block. Uh Jake Denzel. Oh man. This is tough because I I this is more more or less a what I would do or versus what I think's going to happen. Because as it's getting closer to it, I just I'm getting the sense more and more that a trade could happen even though I've talked yeah. about how much I don't want it to happen. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure him getting injured doesn't help things. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to say he'll be on the trade block. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be traded, but I do think, I, I, yeah, I do. And think that's, this isn't is even be just what I think calls. This isn't just what I think. I would also put him on the trade block, not 100% saying that I want him to be traded, yeah, just out of curiosity for what you might you. There's a lot of GMs that might throw you King's ransom, not not yeah. whatever that BS trade that was floating around Twitter this past week from from there the wasn't Oilers. even a player. Or, oh, that one. There was another one today where there wasn't even. No, there was, any yeah, that, that was, was that just, was one where there was no players. There was another one where we were getting basically nobody. Yeah, um, Warren Fogle, in, in who's the same age as Jake Denzel. Yeah, and yeah. has nowhere sniffed forty goals before. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I I would put I would put Jake on the trade block and be housing as many calls as you can because if you get the ransom that you're looking for, it's hard to say no. And as much as I and this is going against pretty much everything I have said on this podcast over the past two months because mm-hmm. I I'm I'm still fully in the opinion that if you trade Gensel, I don't think it's going to be like a soft retooling. I think it's a hard reset and you kind of have to rebuild your team um, from there. And I still think that, but I think that if you're willing to go to that point, I'm taking any call I can to to see what is going to be out there for his market because he's one of the best guys to trade for right now, and that's why he's being mm-hmm. talked about. Yeah. Uh, Jansen Harkins. I would say this is the king of does it really matter. <laughs> king of does it really matter. Yeah. I there, There's nothing that really matters whatsoever. Um, he's a, a UFA after this season. So, no value. You got to put him on the trade block. Does it matter? Yeah. Uh, Evgeny Malkin. Another one of those untouchables. Um, yeah. I feel like that's that's pretty clear. You know, there's definitely some people that would say would but can't, I think, here. I'm just not one of those people. I think that it's been a disservice to him this year with what has been attached to him at the wing. And... This is going to sound like it's a shot at him, but it's not. I mean, it's just sorry that you're not Sidney Crosby, but the way that his game has aged, he needs more support than Sidney yeah. Crosby does. And he has not been strapped with that. Like he clearly cannot carry a line in the way that he has in the past. And at the beginning of the year, it looked like he was going to have some of that same magic that he had last year with Jason Zucker with Riley Smith. Then that completely went away. So you know, I don't know what the answer is here. I we'll talk about Riley Smith in a little bit. We'll also talk about 
The other guy that's been playing with him, Drew O'Connor, I've liked the way that he's come on as of late, Drew O'Connor. But like, I mean, these aren't guys that that are like, yep, that's a top six player. You know, like I just I feel like the Penguins have done a disservice this year uh, to Gino in terms of his line mates. And not to say that there's a ton more that they could have done with what the roster that Sullivan could have done with what the roster looked like. But like the roster in general, to me, was a disservice. So, uh, I mean, we've seen him play like a handful of games. Matt Nieto. Uh, like, I don't even know if he's going to be back. Does what, it really what, matter? Like, yeah, I don't know. Would but can't. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't know when he's coming back or if he's coming back. Have we heard anything about it, him? It, I, I don't know. But he's not, I'm just looking. He's on the books for next season. So that's why I'd say like, Wood oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, he's he's on the book. Okay, see, I, I thought he was only a one year deal. Jeez, okay, two year deal, nine hundred thousand dollars. So you're not talking about a lot of money, um, right. but still, like, really, if you if you're getting to the point where you're trading Matt Nieto, you're you're really selling house right now. So it, it's yeah. it's between does it really matter and would but can't. Yeah, uh, Drew O'Connor just mentioned them. Almost untouchable. I feel like he's yeah. only one. He's 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 one of the guys that you have to to build around as far as the future of this franchise. And I'm not saying he's going to be a guy like Jake Gensel or even a Brian Rust in the long term, but sure. he's he's one of your younger pieces that has been productive at the NHL level. And I don't think that Dubas would be quick to to want to get rid of that because he has the responsibility of not only rostering a. Uh, competitive hockey team, but he's got the responsibility of trying to be competitive in the long run and in the future and re rebuilding this team. And I don't think it would be smart on his case to be getting rid of one of the pieces that could be on future competitive teams right away because he is so young still. Correct me if I'm wrong, but his deal is also for next season, right? Cause I, yes, it is. I yeah. I thought that was a really smart decision by them to get more than just one year under contract. Uh, with him when they had to negotiate last summer because this seemed like a year that he could potentially break out a little bit. And I don't know that we're fully seeing it. Nine goals on the year. He scored in, I think, three straight, though, um, playing in the top six now. So I thought it was really good by them. Uh, one of the few good moves that they made, seemingly, uh, to get a two-year deal with him done. But, yeah, like he's probably he's he's in that tweener category for me where it's like I don't know where to put him. But based off what my options are, I guess it is almost untouchable. Like if there was just one on here that was like on the roster still or something like that's where yeah. I put him. But yeah, he's almost untouchable. I mean, I guess that could fit into doesn't really matter. <laughs> they're just on the <laughs> roster because they're on the books next year. Yeah. But like I want him to be, though, too. Like I, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Matthew but it Phillips. Matter. That's the thing. Uh, that might be it doesn't really matter. It doesn't I mean, really matter. We're not going to see a ton of him, clearly. Um, it's funny because like he was playing in the top six and then got scratched. Like, kind of doing the same thing with Jesse Pugliarvi. These are guys that are... But one of at least one of those guys is going to draw back in now with Rust out. Who's it going to be? One of those guys you hope can step up. Next one actually is Jesse Pugliarvi. Yeah. Um, I, 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 was, I was hopeful here, but don't even know what to say at this point. I would still, I'd still say it doesn't really matter. I think both yeah. of those guys fit into that category. And, and <laughs> I, will, I will say with Matthew Phillips, 
he was a waiver claim, so you really you literally have like sure. no stake in in mm-hmm. his uh, progression. So that one really doesn't matter. And Poyarvi was a, a PTO like a, a tryout contract, and mm-hmm. so I, I don't I don't think that there's anything you, you don't really have any stake in the game with either of those players. I don't think that they have a, been a productive level. I don't think you're gonna be like looking to trade them because you're not gonna be able to. So it just doesn't really matter for those guys. Uh, Valtteri Pustinen. Uh, this is one that I... It's a weird one, too. I think because of what we have available to us, almost untouchable. I think that yeah. you he's another one that like you kind of need to hit. You know, a, a homegrown prospect, finally, that you hope can develop into an NHL regular. I don't know. I mean, unfortunately, based off the categories we have, it's either almost untouchable or it doesn't really matter. Like, and I would say I lean more towards the almost untouchable just because to me, like, he's got to carve out a role as an NHL regular. And that does matter. Yeah, no, I I, I get that. Um, I would, for the categories we have, I would say almost untouchable for similar reasons as to what I was saying with Drew O'Connor. Um, I think Drew O'Connor is more untouchable than Valtteri Pustinen, but he's another too. one yeah. one of the younger guys. He's only 24 years old that you, mm-hmm. you're going to want to keep around on your roster because if you, <laughs> you're trying to rebuild a roster if you're getting to this point where we're trading these kinds of players and there's going to be nothing left uh, to, to really ice a team still if you keep trading those guys. So that... Based off our categories, he'd fit into yeah. almost untouchable. Obviously, he's not at the same caliber of someone you'd think is almost untouchable, but I feel like for, for context, that's why he's in that category. Ricard Raquel. Trade block. If you can get somebody yeah. to take the contract, I think you should. Because okay. Ricard Raquel... The, the contract been, itself almost makes it go into wood but can't. But like you can if you can find the team, so... They're stupid GMs born every day. I know there's only 32 of them in the NHL, but they're stupid people Mm -hmm. that could be a GM born every day. Um, I I think that Ricardo Kell is somebody that was excited about the Penguins trading for. Someone I was excited about them signing, even though I didn't love the contract at the time, but to see the way the step back that he's had since that contract has been signed, I think that if you can get out of that contract, you should. I still think that Ricardo Kell has some some NHL uh, hockey left in him. I, I still think that he can be a quality player, but I don't know that that's necessarily going to be in Pittsburgh. I don't think that the the mesh between him and Malkin has never really been there that much, and the lack of commitment for Sullivan to continue to play him with Crosby, where he's been. Well, his he's going to have to. He's gonna have to, but but Raquel's been been best with Crosby, and whenever everybody is fully healthy on the roster, the lack of commitment to keep Raquel with Crosby, I just think that he could be better suited elsewhere, especially when you look at the contract that he does have. Ron Hextall, go to hell. I I think that um, if you can get a team to trade him, you do it. I agree. Um, Brian Rust. <laughs> So this one is, I think, firmly in the wood but can't um, okay. for me. And just because the contract itself, that's that's part of the reason. We're looking at these freaking Hextall contracts. 
and you're not going to be able to get out of him. I don't think. I don't think he would. He would lift his his no movement clause. I think he would want to stay in Pittsburgh. And while he's having a solid year, he's having a pretty good year. How long is that going to last? Um, and also, we we also have to throw in like we're kind of in the stuck in the middle right now of like we don't know whether the Penguins should be buyers or should be sellers. So in my head, I'm also looking at this answering this as if they're leaning towards the selling category. So that's why I'm saying would, but can't, because if you're getting to the point, basically I'll, I'll, I'll throw an asterisk on it. This is, if we're looking to trade Jake Gensel and that's the bar, where do I categorize everybody else? And so if I'm looking to trade Jake Gensel, I'm looking to trade Brian Rust as well for the value that he, he has, but I don't think that you'd be able to, because I don't think he's going to waive his no movement clause. Yeah, I mean, if he would be willing to, I would have him on the trade block. Um, so yeah, I guess I'm in that same boat. Uh, man, how did he get? A, like, is this a is it a full no movement? It's a no movement clause. It's a full no movement, movement clause for the yeah, first yeah, yeah. three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which this is the second year of. Uh huh. So. Yeah, man, I don't know. Like, I love Brian Rust. How in the world, friend of the show, is he? How in the world was he a player that got a no movement clause for three years? On a six year contract. Yeah. At 30 years old. Yeah. I don't. What are we doing? I don't get it. Like I said, Ron Hextall was on crack when he was signing these deals <laughs> because there's no way that he looked at all these six year contracts yeah. he was handing and out. And then he left. That was normal. Ron Hextall left a little bit of that crack for Kyle Dubas when he first when got he signed Ryan that free agency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He just left a little um, bit on the table along with everybody's phones <laughs> that were gathered in the middle of the table. If you know, you know. Good inside joke. Um, and then the last forward is Riley Smith. I block. Yeah. If there was if there was a category that said like half the trade, I would almost have him there. Like I yeah. and I feel like Vegas, right? Like going back to Vegas just makes so much sense for everybody. Yeah. I, I don't think Stone and I go on IR, like yeah, and, and you talked about it when you were talking about Malkin, the chemistry that they were hoping would be there and look, looked like it could yeah. have been there in the beginning of the season. It didn't sustain. And Not even on the same line anymore. Yeah, it, it just it hasn't really worked out. Um, so Is Riley Smith a guy that's going to move up to the top line? Good. Might as well just try hmm. everybody out up there. Yeah. They're doing it. I'm curious. We should. I mean, well, it's funny because like people are gonna be like, "What are they talking about?" It's already happened because we're recording the same day that the Penguins play against the Canucks in like fifty minutes, so yeah. we'll know what their plan is uh, at least for one game following this. Um, okay, so let's get into the that. And I should have said that was just forwards. So I said it was alphabetical. It was, but that was just the forward group that we went through so far. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Graves would, but can't. Would, but can't. If you. It... <sighs> And I'll just throw this on there. If you can find a GM dumb enough to take it, even if you have to give up a piece to get rid of the contract, I would do it. But really? I don't think okay. you're going to be able to. How 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 significant of a piece? I'd give up a second round pick for somebody to take that contract. I also would trade. Hmm. We don't have any prospects to trade. Never mind. I, I would attach like yeah. a second round pick to it. I, I could get on board with the second round pick too. I was just say, what about like we know there's teams, there's it's been put out there that teams are looking for goaltending help and interested in both the Penguins goalies. 
what if somebody won an Adeltovich, but like instead of getting anything else back, they just also right. took Ryan Graves' contract. So we gave it to him for free, or we gave it yeah. to him for like a seventh. Yeah, I mean whatever it whatever it had to be. A conditional seventh in like twenty twenty six or something. Like doesn't even matter. I mean Nadelkovic is only on the on the roster for uh mm-hmm. one year. So Yeah, I don't think a team would do that, I'm, by the way. I don't think a team would do that either. But no. but he's only on the roster for one year, so I'd do it. But yeah, we, there's no you way what? if they are contract. If they're yeah. going if they are going to trade Jake Denzel. Make that team take Ryan Graves too. Would you would you sacrifice a potential return on a Jake Gensel trade if it meant you yeah. got rid of the Ryan Graves contract? Yeah. Especially, Man. I mean, especially in full. Imagine if Ryan if Graves' didn't... mom heard this conversation. <laughs> I, I hope she does. If anybody knows Ryan Graves' mom, send her this episode. It's something uh, against no. him personally. The contract just sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, we're in the same spot. Uh, POJ trade block. I think yeah. that he's still young enough yeah. where you could get a okay return. Ozoma that doesn't really matter, but you're right. They're probably, we heard some trade chatter last year. So yeah, I, I, he, he I mean, it's great. Like he's only 24 years old still. So he's still young enough where I think that you could at least get a, a a decent pick for him, like a a Mm -hmm. third round pick for him, second round pick for him. I I think that there's, there's something there that you could get value out of. Um, It didn't really pan out in Pittsburgh that much, at least not what we hoped for whenever we traded Phil Kessel for him. Um, So I, I, I'd put him on the trade block. Eric Carlson. I feel like, I feel like I can't put him in the untouchable, but I have to put him in the almost untouchable. And I feel like that 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 might sound dumb because they just made the trade for him. But I just I don't view him as almost untouchable, or I don't view him as just completely untouchable. Um, but I think he's almost untouchable because I do think that he's been super underrated, which is crazy to say that Eric Carlson's been underrated. I just I don't think that Penguin fans he's have having like the second best appreci- defensive year of his career. That's the thing. I don't think a Penguin fans have appreciated the way he's played this season, just because he's not scoring a hundred points this season. Um, we knew, which we and, said was going to happen. Yeah, we, we, yeah. If you we we said that was going to happen, but he, I, I feel like that he's been underappreciated, and because of his contract, I think you could even argue that it's like if you wanted to put it in like the wood wood, but can't. Um, there, there, yeah. there's a, there's a. I, if I was making a new category, I'd probably say like, I don't want to, but you also can't because of, because of his ten and a half million dollar contract. Yeah, I mean, because of him making that much, even though he's been good, I feel like with it, where the team is at, you could almost put it like say on the trade. Like, there's you could put him in any category and make the case for it. I think. Yeah. Here, other than does it really matter? Obviously, it matters with Eric Carlson, but like <laughs> yeah. the other four, I can make a case for. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Chris Letang. Untouchable. Hey, like, there's to me, there's three untouchables, and you already know who they are. Uh, yeah, and it, and that, and I'm assuming for you that that goes deeper than just the play on the ice. One hundred percent. Um, and, yeah. and maybe wrongfully so, but I feel like those three guys have deserved the respect of the franchise itself, not just 
the team, not just the GM, the coaches, the entire franchise, I feel like they've demanded and deserve the respect of the entire franchise to basically allow their their final years as hockey players in the National Hockey League to play out the way they want it to, not determined by somebody in a front office. Yeah, I agree. Um, John Ludwig, I'm I'm in. Doesn't really matter for that. Uh, yeah, doesn't really matter. I, I mean, if you, if if some if you said that name to somebody, a random fan, no idea mm-hmm. who it is, probably thought it was like related to like Mozart, some some sort of like artist from that type of era. Um, so I don't know. It's crazy that he was born in the year two thousand. Like that is disturbing to me that I'm five years older than this guy. But um, Marcus Pedersen, this one hurts. Uh, I, I'd i put him personally in almost untouchable. And yeah, the reason I, I'm leaving the door cracked is because at, if you take away Jake Gensel, Marcus Pedersen is the one that I think you could get the biggest return on if you traded him. Yeah. Well, that's why as a I, I love him, but like if you're go if we're gonna have other players that we put on the trade block on the trade block, I'm putting them on the trade block and seeing what the return is. Again, this doesn't mean putting them in this category is we want to trade this guy. It is if we're putting him on there, we're curious as to what the return would be. And for Marcus Patterson, I'm curious what the return would be. Yeah. I mean, I think you could argue that even depending on the right team, you might be even get a better return than what Gensel would would bring because Gensel you got to give a new contract to yeah I just feel like I don't know Pedersen I still still feel like lead wide though is like just so underappreciated actually it, even his own fan base is underappreciated but, but really the NFL like, GMs realize how that he's underappreciated I, or can they see the value I mean not that I am talking to NHL GMs every day but like I, I <laughs> personally don't feel like there is that level of appreciation that's I don't true. know. Um, Chad Ruedel. Trade block. If you can get anything for him. Sure. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. I And I honestly, you know, every team needs guys like that. Maybe they could get something, not something significant, but like, you know, a late, like a mid to late round pick. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure that there is. There's guys like that traded every single trade deadline. So that actually is an interesting one to watch, like a random trade deadline you know like when we go like a mark strike or something like a seventh defenseman that gets moved um you know chad ruedel was on the team (laughs) the year before we started uh this this podcast yeah we started this podcast i did not think chad ruedel was would still be here today credit to him yeah that's pretty impressive now that now that you put it like that the fact he's carved out that long of a career for himself Got to the cap. Uh, and then the goalies. We'll just do them together. Tristan Jari and Alex Nedeljkovic. So, Nedeljkovic is firmly on the trade block for me. And so is Tristan Jari. <laughs> I, I Yeah, think I was like, I, was like I have the same answer for both of them, and it is trade block. So, when you did that, I was like, hmm, I wonder where he's going with Jari. Yeah, no, I, I felt like had to give it a little suspense, you know. Um, yeah, I, I I think that both goalies can be traded. Dedelkovic would definitely be the easier sell because he only has the one year yeah. on his contract. Um, you'd have to convince somebody to take the contract for Jari, but Jari is having a career year 
best best year of, of his career. And I, I think that if the team is willing to give up something, obviously you're you're kind of strapped <laughs> the the upcoming offseason if you get rid of Jari because you don't like you don't know who's going to be your future goaltender. But if you can get something good in return that that makes it worth it, I think you that you entertain that idea, especially because this offseason, this past offseason, despite the play that we've seen from Jari, everybody was questioning the contract um, of of why they got it, and and, I, and we understood that like they were kind of strapped on options of what they could do for a starting goaltender this season. Um, so you kind of have to do what you have to do sometimes. But I would look at what you can see for both of these guys. And Jari is just another one of those guys. There's so many of them on this, this team that it's like, would we get rid of them because of their contract? Yeah, but we probably can't. Yeah, I agree. Uh, if we were doing, if the categories were more like uh, the likelihood of them being traded, like incredibly likely, like almost a guarantee for Alex Dodovich for me, honestly, because I just think the drop off. To, from him to Helberg behind Jari isn't significant enough for them to not take the whatever they can get back in the trade for the rest of this year. Like I just so I just think that's like a no-brainer to do. Uh with Jari, again, I how many people would bite on that contract? I'm not sure, but like because of the year that he's having, I would dangle it out there. So that's why I'm putting it on the trade block to see what you can get. All credit to him. He has been fantastic this year. I can't imagine where the team would be at without him. Um, but yeah, I just, that I'm just worried about how it's going to age more than anything. Like, I don't care how it's looked in 2024. That's great. How's it going to look in 2026, 2027, you know, as we get deeper into this thing. That's why you got to look at moving it now because he's at an all time high leads the league in shutouts, by the way, at six. Yeah, there you go. I'm just all credit to him. And And you almost feel like with where they're at now be a good thing maybe he'll look at it as being a good thing and you gotta assume if you're trading jari and someone's trading that for that contract i i would think you would assume it's probably to a contender if they're looking to take on a goalie like that what contender yeah what contender is even like looking for that big of a solution though like where they're willing to commit that much in terms of the years like that's why i could see that's why i seen a delkovich is like a guarantee because you're talking about a guy that's provided you know, starter quality play more often than not on a backup contract that expires at the end of the year that you're probably not giving up a ton for. With Jari, that's not the case. You're committing to him. I mean, does does Carolina have a long-term goalie? No, but they don't care about it. <laughs> that's true. They, they, they don't, don't pay. I mean, goalie. they don't pay their goalies. Like, they just. I wish I could relate. I'm, I'm like looking at some of these teams. Oh, they wouldn't trade the division, but the Flyers. Because of the, the Flyers. Carter Hart situation. Yeah. You know, who knows what's going to happen long term there. That that Samuel Erickson has been very good for them, though. I just don't know if they believe that that's going to last or what. But I don't know. Beyond that, man. I mean, the... Who's the number one in Detroit? Alex Lyon is elite. Has played the most games for them. What the heck? Does does Edmonton really like Stuart Skinner? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. He was a 
all-star last year and then didn't play the same way in the second half of last year. Uh, this year, 2-7, goals against, 9-0-3, save percentage. Hmm. He's, not, he's not that much younger than Jari. No. I mean, Jari is what? Uh, how old is this dude? I guess it doesn't have to be a team that's like... 28. That's definitely. It doesn't have to be a team that's definitely making the playoffs this year, though. Either, no, because you have them for like Buffalo. They got to get a lot of young goalies, though. So maybe one of them could come back in the deal. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I, th- I, th- I think there's a suitor out not there. Not going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> there could be a suitor though. So you got to leave those options open. But we'll see. I mean, well, there's there's games to be played between now and March eighth. And those games are probably going to determine the way that the Penguins are going to go this 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 trade deadline. Although I I, I don't see this as the tri- the Penguins being buyers or sellers. I see them being either they're just staying staying pat or they're sellers. I don't think that they're going to be looking to buy really anything. Sure, yeah, I I, I agree with that. So uh, we'll leave it at that. Um... This has been the Around the 4 and 2 Penguin Show. Like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That's right here. Leave us a comment down below. Any questions for future episodes, what you thought about what we talked about, let us know. I mean, I'm not going to ask you guys to go through and literally every player like we did do that, but maybe give us some guys that you think could definitely be traded and vice versa, definitely stay in. Uh, leave us a five-star review if you listen somewhere else, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from, uh, and check out everything Custom Designs. The link is in the description of the show wherever you're watching. We're listening, custom shirts, hoodies, all that good stuff. St. Patrick's Day, Easter, get some custom stuff. She's got our Around the 412 logo as well that she's made uh, for me. So you can definitely get that from our friend Haley Wagner. It's her small business. Everything custom designs in the description. For Smitty, for Tyler, this has been the Around the 412 Penguin Show. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.